0: You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Good to see everybody here today. God bless you and welcome. You know, there's been this deal going on on Facebook about today being Super Bowl Sunday and we are to be more excited about church than we are the Super Bowl. So therefore, we should pour Gatorade all over our pastor and... uh Amy Crane brought me this bottle of Gatorade. And so, let me just remind you of something. I have never seen Gatorade poured on an assistant coach. (laughs) Never. It's always been the coach. And since he eased on out to children's church, his wife is right up here. (laughs) So if anybody has any inclination to pour Gatorade on anybody... or just run across the street and catch Pastor Andy while he's running out <laughs> coming out the door or something. <laughs> well, today I'm going to be talking about living a stress-free life. A stress-free life. And really I've only got well, two points. It's going to take less than a minute and cuz somebody else gave me these points and You'll probably want to write them down real quick. If you want to live a stress free stress free life, number one, don't get married. <laughs> number two, see, I told you it's gonna be a quick message. Number two, don't have kids. And stress taken care of. Right there. Amen. All right, let's stand and go home. <laughs> In all seriousness. Uh, not, 1995, uh, I started having really, really bad sh- uh, chest pains just all day long, all through the night. I didn't sleep at night, and uh, and in one month time, I lost a considerable amount considerable amount of weight, and which I, back then I was even thinner than I am now, but uh, um, I'd still lost uh, I think it was about 30 pounds in one month, and. The doctors, of course, thought I had some kind of illness. thought I was uh, well they started checking for cancer and things such as that but the uh the final doctor's diagnosis was that I was stressed, and that was it. I was stressed, and uh, we were pastoring our, our our first church at that time, and we were just I was just really stressed out and so I just began a journey then to try and live life without stress. You know, and I'm not perfect, and nobody is, because we all have things that we get stressed about. But you know, the Bible has a lot to say about stress. And we all struggle with stress from time to time. Uh, In fact, the World Health Organization has called stress the health epidemic of the 21st century. That's just incredible. Acute stress is the leading cause of sudden death. Uh, George Burns, who lived to be 100 years old and late comedian, m- many of you heard of George Burns. He said this If you ask what is the single most important key to longevity, I would have to say it is avoiding worry, stress, and tension. Wow. And if you don't ask me, I'll still have to say it, <laughs> is what he said. He lived to be 100 and smoked cigars. Imagine that. A stress free life. Uh, More than half Americans, approximately 53%, reported personal health problems as a result of stress in their life. Dr. David Stoop, author of the book, You Are What You Think, says the following. 40 million Americans suffer from allergies. 30 million suffer from sleep onset insomnia. Any of you ever had a struggle sleeping? 25 million Americans are afflicted with hypertension. 20 million suffer from ulcers. Wow. And today, most medical research indicates that between 75 and 95% of all illnesses caused by stresses in our life. What an amazing statistic. In fact, many researchers no longer ask which diseases are stress-related. Instead, they ask how much of every disease is stress-related. Many of us don't really enjoy life, we endure it. We don't enjoy life, we endure it. All along the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 4, Always be full of the joy of the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. And Paul said, I say it again, rejoice. God intends for us to live life with joy and enjoy this life but if a lot of us were honest we would say that we've lived most of our life and from day to day just enduring trying to endure life when God wants us to live a stress free life did you know the number one enemy of joy is stress Friday night Jeannie and I were at a um, uh, a little fellowship for some ministers at Christ for the Nations, and the speakers there talked about joy and just how valuable and important joy is. In fact, and Nehemiah, where Pastor Andy just finished with that series in the book of Nehemiah. It says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Stress zaps you of joy. It drains you of joy and strength in your life. All along, again, the Bible tells us, and we'll get into some of these scriptures, that God intends for us to live a stress-free life and to be full of joy and enjoy this life. I'm going to read Philippians 4, 4 through 8 uh you can follow along it should be i hope it's there on the screen should be on the screen it says always be full of the joy of the lord i say it again rejoice let everyone see that you are a that are considerate in all you do remember the lord is coming soon look at these words don't worry about anything wow don't worry about anything Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. How to live a stress-free life. Number one, the Bible tells us is to don't worry about anything. Don't worry. <laughs> Some of you are just looking at me. Don't worry about anything, the Bible says. God never asks you to, any- to do anything that he won't empower you to do. Don't worry about any strength anything worry causes stress in our life when we sit around and worry about things worry will steal your joy and is the source of stress Webster's dictionary on worry says this to think about problems or fears to feel or show fear and concern because you think that something bad has happened or will happen worry uh Uh, 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 more of a Bible definition, says the word suggests a distraction, a preoccupation with things causing anxiety, stress, and pressure. Jesus speaks against worry and anxiety. Jesus talks about worry and anxiety because uh, he wants us to understand that we are under the watchful care of a heavenly Father that loves us and cares for us. Jesus wants us to understand that. Worry, if you're taking notes, you'll probably want to write this down. And if you're not taking notes, you'll still probably want to write this down. Worry is playing God and trying to control what is uncontrollable. Playing God and trying to control what is uncontrollable. You know, 40% of our worries never happen. 30% of our worries concern the past. 12% of our worries are needless worries about our health. 10% of our worries are insignificant or petty concerns. And 8% of our worries are really legitimate concerns. And today what I want to talk about is first helping us be free from those other 92%. But also helping us be free from worry about the 8% that are really legitimate concerns. Because some of us really do have things in our life that cause us stress and worry, and they are very legitimate things. And God wants us to be free from that. And the first step is this worry about nothing. Don't worry about anything, the Bible says. Jesus says this in Matthew six twenty four through 34. This is 10 verses. Follow along with me if you will. You can look on the screens, look in your Bibles. Matthew six twenty four through 34. Jesus said this, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The cause of most of our stress, they say, is money, our jobs, or the economy. But money's connected to all of those. Isn't that amazing? Jesus said you can't serve two, two masters. You can't serve both God and money. Wow. That is why I tell you, this, and Jesus is speaking here, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to Him than they are? Get this. Don't pass this up. Before I continue reading it, you notice what Jesus said. Aren't you more valuable than they are? Many of us worry and have unnecessary worry in our life because we don't understand our value in God's heart and how valuable we are to God and how important we are to God. God wants you to understand how valuable, how much he loves you. So much so that he sent Jesus Christ, his son, to give his life for you. So that you might have a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father through Christ. Jesus said, understand. He's talking about understanding your value. He said, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. Man, I walked into... I'm sorry, man. I don't know why. I just pictured my mind. Jeannie and I were in Dallas when it said worry about your clothing. Jeannie and I were in Dallas and... We, we took my uh, cousin out to eat at a Cheddar's. And I remember walking into the foyer and we were waiting for a table. And, so, and this group of ladies walked in. And this one lady, I'm like, what in the world? This one lady had jeans on that you could see her legs from here to here. And I'm like, what in the world? Why are people wearing stuff like that? Why are, why are we wearing? I don't know why I thought about that. That's just crazy, isn't it? I had this thought just flash into that moment. Hope you don't have holes in your jeans today. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, goodness. I hear they're selling them that way now. But don't worry about your clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What, what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Wow. What is Jesus telling these people? Don't think like an unbeliever. What is he doing? He's calling us to a higher level of thinking. He's saying, I'm giving you the, the ability to think at a higher level. Don't think like an unbeliever. Don't worry about things that an unbeliever would worry about because your heavenly Father is going to take care of you. And we need to settle that in our hearts today. Our heavenly Father is going to take care of us. No matter who's elected president, that doesn't mean you don't need to go vote. I encourage you to go vote. Get involved. But no matter who's elected president, our Heavenly Father is going to take care of us. Jesus says, don't worry. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. It's enough for today. Worry about nothing. If you want to live a stress-free life, you've got to worry about nothing. Is there something you're worried about today? Is there something that has just captured your thoughts And it's almost like you've been held in a prison of worrying about a certain area of your life. We've all been there. We all experience those moments. And Jesus says, don't worry about anything. I'm going to care for you. A stress-free life, don't worry about anything. The third thing is this. And you know, it's really hard to not worry about things. It really can be difficult. But God's not asking you to do it on your own. He's inviting you to get Him involved. Because He says, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything pray about everything. God is inviting you, he's inviting me to get him involved in our lives to say, God, I I, I realize that you're my source through Jesus Christ. You are my source, Heavenly Father. I'm going to pray about everything. God wants you to replace worry with prayer. Replace a negative with a positive. He's saying call out to me. What is your source today? And I've got to challenge you with that. What is your source today? What is your source? to relieve stress in your life? What is your source? Let's be really honest, and if I can really just kind of get down to real life with you today, what is your source to relieve stress in your life? Is it alcohol? What is it? Is it drugs? Is it medication? What is it today? Well, I know I'm getting in your business. But what is your source of relief to stress today? Is it food? Man, did y'all change this into a Presbyterian church overnight or something? I'm just curious. Because it sure is quiet. What is your source to relieve the stress in your life? Because we all struggle with it. And God is saying this, I want to be your source. God is saying, I want to be your source. He said, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Is it work? Some of you are workaholics because you escape stress that way. And God is saying, I want to be your source. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Wow. How do you give all your worries and cares to God? You pray. You pray. You pray about everything. A life insurance company did a study. And they learned that people who go to church once a week live on an average 5.7 years longer than those who don't go to church. Thank God for that. We ought to get everybody in church. But what it's saying there is there's a source that's greater than the things on this earth. And I'm going to take a little bit of a, a rabbit trail I didn't understand. I think I, have, I didn't plan to take. I'm sorry. I didn't, let me say it that way. I didn't plan to take, but how many of you remember the, the story in John chapter 4 of the woman that met Jesus at the well, the woman from Samaria? And she, Jesus started having a conversation with this lady, and he tells her, he said, look, I've, I've, I've got water that if you will drink, <laughs> you'll never thirst again. He says, "You will never thirst again." And this woman was was looking from an outward uh, uh, view about this, and she had a, uh, her opinion was on an external view. And Jesus, what he was talking about was something internal, but she was talking about something external because she said, "You don't even have a bucket to draw water with." And Jesus says, "Listen, if you would just believe in me." <laughs> I will give you rivers of living water that will spring forth from your innermost being, and you will never thirst again. What was Jesus talking about in this passage? He was talking about the source that we go to. He was talking. He says, "If you will just, if if you will just come to me and you will drink of the water that I have for you, you'll never thirst again. It is an eternal source that will never run dry." But why? And what was proof that she was going to the wrong source? Why? Because Jesus looked at her and said, "Look, you've had, you've had." Um, five husbands and the one you're living in with now isn't even your husband what was he saying right there he said well she 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 tried this husband he didn't meet her need. He didn't relieve the things in her life. She tried this husband, the second husband. She tried the third husband. She tried the fourth husband. She tried the fifth husband. And none of these things really met the needs in her life. It didn't relieve the pain in her life. It didn't relieve the stress in her life. It didn't relieve the struggling in her life. And so she finally just said, The heck, well, the heck, I say heck when I'm preaching. The heck with marriage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you would just say the heck with marriage i just said let me say it again i'm just going to live with a guy because it's really not meeting my deepest needs friends please hear me today you will not get your needs met in a bottle it is temporary you will not get your needs met with friends out in the world they were it is just temporary but jesus is saying listen I have a river of living water (laughs) that you'll never thirst again. If you'll go to me as the source, if you'll rely on me as the source of life, you'll never thirst. That's why it says worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Invite God into your situation. Invite God into your life. Invite God into your problem. Here's a little bit of insight there is no problem that is too big for God's power or too small for God's concern. Ask. In James, the Bible says, You have not because you ask not. Ask God. Go to God in prayer. Trust Him. He is faithful. So how do you relieve stress? Number one, don't worry about anything and pray about everything. What is it today that you need to pray about? Some of you come through those doors with stress in your life. What is it you need to pray about? God wants you to invite him in. He is the source. And then the third thing is this, and this is a difficult one, let's be honest, to catch a hold of, to really grasp. Thank God in all things. The Bible says we are to thank God in all things. Worry about nothing, pray about everything, and thank God in all things. That's a tough one. Because some of you have been through struggles in your life that you don't want to thank God for. You don't want to thank God about, about the, the struggle in your life right now. It doesn't say thank Him for that. It just says thank Him in that. We need to have a, what is it talking about? Having an attitude of Gratitude. The Good News Translation says it this way, always asking him with a grateful heart. Always asking him with a grateful heart. The attitude of of gratitude is readjusting your focus on all that God has done for you. You're just readjusting your focus off of the negative things in your life that are causing stress and focusing on the good things that God has done in your life. It's all about focus. You know, I, I, I... I had to repent of this. I was, Jeannie and I were having a conversation yesterday. We were on our way home. from uh, We were up in North Texas, and, and uh, we were, I were driving home, and I said, Honey, man, I just feel like there's so, we, we've just become far too critical in our life. we just just become far too critical. We need to be more grateful in our life. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. You know, how many of you want God to get involved in your situation? Have an attitude of gratitude. Thank God. Thank God for the good things in your life. The things that God has done for you. The healthiest human attitude is an attitude of gratitude. It's a physical benefit to give God thanks. It is a physical benefit to give Him thanks. God, thank you. You're so good to us. God, I want to thank you for my wife and my children. God, you have blessed me incredibly. God, I know, I know there's some things in our life that have really been a struggle. There's, been, I, there's even been times, Father, just honestly, I feel like you let me down. But God, I know you're faithful. I know you're faithful. And God, that you will, according to your word, you will work everything out for my good. God, your word says that. So when all of this is going on, Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. You're a good God. You're a good Father. Don't allow your tragedy to adjust your theology, to change your theology off of what the word of God says. Be thankful. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Give thanks in all things. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything and give thanks in all things. God is good. He is good. I don't understand it all. I really don't. But God, you're good. And I know you're doing good things in my life. I know you're doing good things in my family, Father. You're doing good things, Father. (laughs) <laughs> you know I told, I told Jeannie yesterday I said you know when you complain more about the past than you talk about, your, about the future you know you're in a, a bad place and in a healthy place when you complain more about the past than what you talk about the future and what God wants to do in your life and the dreams God has given you the things you're expecting from Him you know you're in an unhealthy place Justin won't you go ahead and come thank you Worry about nothing, pray about all things, and give thanks in all things. Be thankful. And some of you I know, you're looking at me going, man, you don't know what I'm going through. Be thankful to God. Have an attitude of gratitude. He is good. It's a physical benefit to give God thanks. You know, ungrateful people tend to be unhappy people. Nothing ever satisfies them. You ever notice that? You know, ungrateful people tend to be unhappy people. Nothing ever satisfies them. You ever met people like that? You could give them a million dollars and they complain about the taxes they have to pay? <laughs> give me a million bucks I'll pay the taxes. I'll keep the rest invested, you know, make another million or so. But, but you give them a million dollars, oh, I've got to pay the taxes. Man, our government, wow. Come on. <laughs> Ungrateful. Be grateful. Have a heart of gratitude. Just make that shift today if you need to. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. In Christ Jesus. And the fourth thing is this. Begin to think about the right things. If you're going to overcome stress and live a stress-free life, you've got to begin to think about the right things. You probably already know this, but let me just remind you that you choose your thoughts. You choose what you think about. And it's a battle sometimes. Joyce Meyer wrote a great book, The Battlefield of the Mind. Any of you ever read it? Yeah. Wait a minute. How many of you read that book? Raise your hand. More of you that's a really good book. And you know, I'm not I'm not here to promote any anybody but jesus but it is a great book Jeannie and i went through that workbook the battlefield of the mind in the book while we were living in colorado and then went through the most one of some of the most one of the most difficult trials and tests in our life man it was a battle it was a battle you've got to begin to think about the right things if you're going to win this battle over stress because you're so stressed out because of the way you're thinking It's the way you're thinking. Stop complaining about the weatherman on TV and his forecast. (laughs) Start thinking about what you're forecasting with your mind. Did you get that? Start thinking about what you're forecasting with your mind and your thoughts. You've got to begin to think about the right things. If we're going to reduce stress in our lives, you must change the way you think. Philippians 4 and 8, let me read it again. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And let me remind you, some of you Bible scholars, some of you not so Bible scholars, the Apostle Paul wrote this from a prison in Rome. And he said, think about the right things. (laughs) And he listed these things to think about. Think about, think about, think about, think about. You must control what you put in your mind. Don't put garbage in your mind. Many people fill their mind with trash and then wonder why they feel the way they do. What you think about affects the way you feel. It affects the way you act. I was man, my wife used sometimes she'd irritate me so much because I'd walk in a room and, and she'd say, What's wrong? And I'm like, What do you mean what's wrong? There's nothing wrong with me. And she but she'd say, I see it all over your face. Somebody that's lived with you for thirty-two years can pretty well know <laughs> when something's wrong. And she'd say, I see it all over your face. Then she'd make me more aggravated by saying, stop it. <laughs> because how you feel determines how you act. Determines the look on your face. And I'm not talking about being perfect in this. None of us are perfect. But what I'm saying is begin to go to your, the right source to relieve your stress. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Give thanks in all things. And just begin to think about the right things. Think about the right things. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 4 and 23, Guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. What you think determines the direction of your life. How you think determines the direction of your life. And some of you are struggling with this, this thought or this idea of nothing ever changes in my life. You go from one negative situation to the next negative situation, to the next negative situation, to the next negative situation, to the next, to the next problem. You go from one problem, and when things get good, you know what, you're, you, know what you say? Whew, boy, I wonder when the next one's going to come. I ain't going to stay this way for long. Guard your heart. (laughs) For it determines the course of your life. It determines the course, the direction of your life. How you think determines the direction of your life. Think about the right things. The root cause of stress... Is the way I choose to think. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God in all things. Think about the right thing. And the last point is this make church your thing. Make church your thing. Because (laughs) we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. As Pastor Andy talked about earlier, you need a small group. I'm telling you, you need a small group of friends in your life. You need to make it your thing. I don't understand people when they talk like this. Well, I woke up this morning and I just decided to go to church. Well, yeah. Or, and then next week, well, you wake up, I don't feel like it. No. Stop that. Stop that. You need to make church your thing. Because we need each other. You need to make a small group your thing. Because we need each other. (laughs) We need each other. It's all through the Bible it talks about it. It says it. One of the best ways to relieve stress, I'm telling you, is other people. (laughs) Getting it off your heart. Getting it off your mind. Being able to talk about it with people that you trust and you love. How do you find those people in a small group? That's how you find people. You build a relationship with and you grow with as believers. And I know this sounds a little bit strong and probably not the best way to close this out. But what you value is what you will find time for. What you value is what you'll find time for. And I want you to know God really values you. He's sending his best for you. And God just wants you to value his kingdom. Value his people. Value his church. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. I don't know I'm preaching to the choir on some of this. But Hebrews... 10, 24 and 25 says and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good deeds. Let us consider consider one another, one another. I need one another. I need one another. I think I said this recently. I think it was here. I can't remember, but let me go ahead and say it again. Is when at, and I and I love today because well it wasn't exactly on this date, but it was like 25 years ago on Super Bowl Sunday that on a Sunday night instead of watching the game, I walked down an aisle and and recommitted my life to Jesus Christ. And, but since that time, and I'm not boasting I'm, at all. Since that time, I want you to know my wife and I have been through some really, and you have too, have been through some really stressful, stressful situations. But I want you to, I want you to please hear this. Jeannie and I, and I've really searched my heart and I think about this. Jeannie and I have never missed one church service. Because we just set it home. In 25 years, we just sat at home, mad at God, upset at the world. Not one church service. Not one. Am I telling the truth? Of course, she wouldn't call me a liar in front of all of you, but. (laughs) This is, church has been our thing when I was a pastor and when I wasn't. It's been our thing. It's priority in our life. How do we have we make, made it through all the stuff, the junk of this world, the mistakes of our own life? How have we made it through all of it? Number one, God. And number two, God's people. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to stand. I want you to remain seated. Okay? I'm coming to a close in this Philippians 4 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God in all things. Think about the right things and make church your thing. Make it your thing. Philippians 4 and 7 says this, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Wow. You'll experience God's peace. What's the opposite of stress? Peace. <laughs> then you'll experience God's peace. Peace which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you, as you live in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everybody here today, God. And I, I just believe that you have sent to this place today everyone who needed to hear this message. And God, I thank you for the seeds that have, of the word that have been planted in their heart because I know every one of us, God, deal with stress from time to time. And it can be really overwhelming. It can cause us to want to quit, to give up. God, it can affect us physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, God. Every area of our life, stress affects us. But God, I'm so thankful for your word that you have an antidote to stress. God, you created us. You knew we would, be, we would have stress in our life from time to time. Yet Jesus says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. The Apostle Paul writes and says, don't worry, don't worry, but pray about everything. Give thanks in all things. Think about the right things, God. And the Word of God tells us that we are to make church our thing. Do not give up the assembling of ourselves together to encourage one another, God. And so, Father, I just pray for your people here today that are struggling with stress and, God, it's really been unbearable. And, Lord, they've worried about things. And, and Father, I just want to humble myself be, before you and before these people. And, God, forgive me for worrying. For Forgive me for being stressed, God. God, forgive me for being critical about things, Lord, and, and not being more thankful, God, and realizing just how much you've blessed us. And, and, Father, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit that's here today to bring comfort and strength to your people. Right now, in Jesus' name, to bring peace that passes all understanding. And with every head bowed, nobody looking around. Here's the reason I want you to be seated, because here's the way I want to do it this morning. You can say, Pastor Ken, I've really been struggling with some stress in my life. There's been some stressful situations, and, and, and it's become a little bit unbearable. and it's, what I, it's kept me up at night, and it keeps me worried all day long. I want you just to stand right now where you're at. Anybody here, thank you for your honesty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? Just be honest. Be honest. But remain standing, if you will. Thank you, sir. If anybody else? I want to give it just a moment. You say, Pastor Ken, I've really been struggling with some stress. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? I've really been struggling with stress in my life. I've been unnecessary worry. Give it just another second. Thank you, ma'am. Don't be embarrassed. There's several people that have stood up in this congregation this morning. Anybody else? You say, I've really been worrying about some things in my life. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Anyone else? I want everybody just to look around real quick and see the ones that are standing. It's not to embarrass them at all. And if you are around them, I want to be the body today because we need each other. And if you are sitting or standing around some of these, I want you to put your hands on them. We're going to close in prayer. And I want you to put your hands on these. And we're going to be the church body today. We're going to be the body, and we're going to love on one another. Right over here on, on this row, she sat back down. We tweet. We're going to be the body, and we're going to pray for one another. And if you're visiting today, please don't feel uncomfortable with this. Know that we love you. We really love you. And I'm going to ask everybody else to stand, if you will now. Live a stress... God wants you to live that stress-free life. You can live a stress-free life. You can live a stress-free life. And enjoy life. Be full of the joy of the Lord. And enjoy life. All right, we're going to pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for every person that stood today. God, I know they've been struggling with things in their life. Father, they've had questions. Even I... I just really sense in my spirit, God, there's some that have questions. Lord, they prayed one way and it didn't happen this way. God, I've had those own questions in my those questions in my own life, and with those questions, it's caused stress in my life, God. Even at times I felt like you've been unfaithful, and forgive me for thinking that way. Because God, you are faithful, and it's impossible for you to be unfaithful. And so, Father, I pray that you would touch every person. Especially those that stood today, God, and said, look, I've really been dealing with stress. And today I need peace. And God, I pray that they would not worry. They'll just not worry, as Jesus said. And they'll seek first your kingdom. And God, they'll begin to pray about everything in their life. God, instead of complaining to other people about the stressful things in their life, God, they'll begin to pray to you first. And then they'll ask people to help them with the struggle of stress in their life, whatever it is. And God, they'll, they'll begin to give thanks in all things, have an attitude of gratitude, to know that you've never left them, you've never forsaken them, God. And they'll begin to think about the right things in their life. They'll begin to think about the right things in their life, Father. And they'll make church their thing. They'll make a small group their thing. God, they'll commit to it, God they'll begin to live life with other people and become friends and close friends trusting those that are close to them God with those difficult times in their life and God touch every person here I pray that they would experience the peace God that passes all understanding and I pray this in the name of Jesus and everybody said amen put your hands together and give God praise come on give him praise